Happy STEMI Day, y'all. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Wednesday, April 15th, 2020, formerly known as Tax Day. Here's what you missed while you were endlessly scrolling over and over through your Netflix suggestions. So we start with our Rona-related news section. Today started with airlines announcing they had struck a deal with Congress to start receiving their portion of the $2.2 trillion in aid that they were due to receive, roughly about $25 billion. All the major airlines are included. Delta CEO Ed Bastian said in a message to employees, the funding, along with self-help measures we've taken, will prevent furloughs and pay rate reductions through the end of September, despite the 95% drop we've seen in passenger traffic. That's right, 95% drop. Ouch. Will this actually help them though? In the US, the industry is expected to lose 10 to 12 billion a month. So these are part loans, which have to be repaid at a low interest rate and also an issuance of stock warrants so that the treasury department can get a bigger bounce back if the stock share rebounds. And then there's their smaller regional airlines that contract with the big ones. You know, if you're flying into or out of a non-major city, you've probably really flown Express Jet or Republic. They have yet to make a deal, but are working on it. Over 750,000 airline employees are expected to stay on payrolls until at least September now. Meanwhile, colleges and universities have started to decide to forego requirements for the SAT and ACT for incoming applicants of the 2021 year. Some are going test optional. Quote, there are many students across the country who no longer have access to test prep. Their school's free test date, whose living situation has changed and no longer have time to study for standardized tests. Those are the students that this test optional campaign aims to help. Maudin Tahuri, a junior at Amador Valley High School in California, said in a news conference. So far, about 1,130 colleges and universities have dropped the requirements for at least fall 2021, including Boston U, American, all nine schools of the University of California, Tufts, Tulane, the U of R, Northeastern, and more. But it seems like none of the Ivy Leagues are playing around yet. Hmm. And if you were one of the over 200 million people that received their stimulus check deposited into your account so far today, or maybe you'll get yours later this week and thought, okay, when we eat in lobster, good. The lobster industry needs your support too. But if you were one of the average Americans who spend it on gas and groceries, you're probably thinking this ain't going to cover it. So what's the plan, America? Well, two Democrats in the House want to step it up a notch. They introduced a new plan today called the Emergency Money for the People Act. Tim Ryan and Ro Khanna brought it forth. What's it do? Well, if you're quote, old enough to drive a car, then you'd be old enough to receive $2,000 a month under the plan. That's right. Quote, a one-time $1,200 check isn't going to cut it, Kana said. Americans need sustained cash infusions for the duration of this crisis in order to come out on the other side alive, healthy, and ready to get back to work. So a few more details. It's $2,000 a month for Americans over 16 that make less than $130,000 a year for about six months or until unemployment levels go back to pre-Rona. If you have kids, Kids, 500 a child, and it would be sent via direct deposit, check, or even Venmo and Cash App. More than 22 million people have already filed for unemployment, but damn, 2000 a month for six months for everyone? Now, I know that's what Canada's doing, but they have like 35 million people. We have close to 300 million, so this will be interesting. Of course, this is just a bill. It's got a long way to go if it even makes it out. 
speaking of unemployment, if it's been hard for you to get through the application process because your state's website keeps crashing, there's a service out there now that intends to simplify this for you. So Do Not Pay is a website that offers a bunch of different services already. Mostly, it uses robot AI to automatically fight parking tickets for you, small claims court or service charges. It also gives you temporary debit cards that you can use to sign up for free trials at websites without getting charged if you forget to cancel. They charge like three bucks a month for this service. But today, they unveiled their free unemployment filing service. Basically, it's a chat bot that asks you a couple questions and then it'll file for unemployment for you. It's all private, they say. And get this, the reason it all goes through and much faster because all they're doing is printing out the right form for your state and then mailing it in. And for some wild 2020 reason, mail-ins are being processed faster than the online ones. Yeah, a concierge at the Four Seasons in Las Vegas said the Nevada unemployment site kept crashing on her. She turned over to do not pay service and got her first unemployment check in less than a week. Quote, what we realize is the government systems are stuck in the 1960s, do not pay CEO Joshua Browder said. So we've built a new system. We've gone back to the 1960s, end quote. 2020 really is a strange year. So if you're doing your American civil duty and sheltering at home for everything but the essentials, you've probably spent a good amount of time shopping on Amazon and investors are starting to believe in it. Sales have gone up for them and stocks have soared, closing at an all-time high on Tuesday of $2,283 a share. Shares have gained over 23% this year, quoting MarketWatch. Analysts have increased their sales expectations for Amazon even as estimates for most companies trend downward. On average, analysts now expect Amazon will collect $72.49 billion in first quarter revenue and $334 billion for the year. In most verticals, Amazon has seen an enormous increase in demand as shoppers are forced to stay home, essentially creating an extended Prime Day Black Friday type of situation, Cowan analysts wrote Monday. So then is it messed up that The Verge is reporting that Amazon is planning huge cuts to affiliate commission rates? Do you know what those are? Let me give you the quick break. So if you have a website or Instagram or blog or Twitter or podcast, you can talk about a product that lives on Amazon, then give people your link to that product. When people click your link, it has a tracker and anything that is bought on Amazon from that point on without using a different link or just typing in amazon.com, they get a commission. How much? Well, for things like home improvement, furniture, lawn and garden and pet products, you used to get a commission of around 8%. Now it's going to be three. For headphones, beauty products, and musical instruments, commission rates are going from six to 3%, cut in half. Other categories like grocery, sports, baby products, outdoor and tours, they're dropping down to 3 or 1% from 4% or higher. And Amazon isn't citing any one reason for the commission rate cuts, according to the email that it sent to program members, and the company has declined to comment on the situation. And they're raking it all in right now. They had such an influx of new subscribers to Amazon Fresh and Whole Foods Delivery that they recently announced they were putting them all on a wait list just so they can deal with their current members. Sheesh. Then you can include AWS, who's seen a huge surge in demand of their services since like half the internet's running off AWS now. By the way, Amazon has already hired 100,000 new people and they're planning to hire 75,000 more. So I don't know. Long live Bezos, I guess. 
All right, 2020 really is a weird year. See, yesterday I gave you a rundown of a new smartphone dropped by OnePlus, a company that's known for releasing low-cost Android phones with most of the features that Android users want. And yet this time, they released their first flagship phone and priced it similarly to most other flagship devices. And then today, Apple released information on their new edition of the iPhone SE, their lowest-cost brand-new iPhone. Design-wise, it resembles the iPhone 8 body style. Aluminum sides, glass front and back, home button with touch ID, retina LCD display, wireless charging, single camera on the rear with portrait mode photos, 12 megapixels. And what's going to make those photos pop is the biggest improvement over the previous SE, which by the way was discontinued like almost two years ago. And that's the A13 Bionic chipset. The same processor that's inside the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro can be had inside of this smaller, more economic device. And what's this bad boy going to cost you? Well, it starts at just $399 for 64 gigs. It's also available in 128 and 256 gig models. You can start ordering Friday and they start shipping next week. That's available in white, black, and product red. And get this, where most product red purchase revenue used to go to AIDS research, the iPhone SE product red purchases now contribute directly to the global fund to combat COVID-19. Apple doesn't disappoint there. All this, especially at a time when people are looking to spend less and stay in contact. What's also really cool for the company is that they announced the Magic Keyboard. That's the keyboard for the iPad Pro that has the back keys and trackpad built in well they weren't supposed to start taking orders until may but they're taking orders now and shipping them starting next week that puts them at least 15 to 30 days ahead of schedule nice and order placed well, isn't this a beautiful symphony for the Kansas City Chiefs? Not only did they win the Super Bowl this year over the San Francisco 49ers in what I would call an uproarious fashion, but they might have saved the West Coast and possibly the country from a larger pandemic than we're currently dealing with. Turns out, according to Dr. Niraj Sagal, a professor of medicine at UC San Francisco and co-leader of their COVID-19 command center, he said that the novel coronavirus would have likely experienced a widespread transmission if San Francisco had held a super Super Bowl parade instead. Quoting Sports Illustrated, as the Chiefs were victorious, the streets of Kansas City were packed with fans leading to Union Station. If the gathering was held by the 49ers, our situation could be worse. San Francisco was one of the first places in the country with an outbreak of coronavirus. As the city begins to flatten its curve, Seagal says in some ways they have the Chiefs to thank. It's a date that I will never forget because Super Bowl Sunday was actually the night that we stood up formally our command center. And San Francisco had two of the first patients in the country that required hospitalization. So geez, the Chiefs not only won the match, but they might have just saved America. So I guess, hey, Kansas City, go Chiefs. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. Kind of a long one today, I know, but hey, that's what the chapters are for. <laughs> By the way, if you live in Michigan, according to the governor, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, pick one home and stay there. Don't go back and forth between your vacation homes. She's doing an amazing job, by the way, so good on her as they're still dealing with their crisis. People are upset about the lockdowns, but it's necessary, y'all. Also, NBC Universal launched their Peacock streaming service today. Maybe check that out if you're running out of things to watch on TV. Got a free trial and all. Quibi launched on Monday, but honestly, it's not worth talking about yet, unless you're a Rachel Hollis fan. Well, as always, please remember to wash your hands before you touch your face if you have to leave the house, but try to stay in, please. And stay focused, proud, and dedicated. I got you with the news.